where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of this podcast that I just forgot the name of. Oh, it's called Where It's At. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host Mark Pearson. This is my co-host. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a big clip. I was just watching. I saw my laughter, and I I yeah, yeah I overshot that. Holy shit! Let me <laughs> no problem. Mic down a little bit. I'm Dan Hornstein, and uh, man, has it been that long? It's been about a month. So it's, yeah, the the holidays kind of we were gonna come back. Uh, but we, I went on vacation for two weeks in the middle of November and we were going to come back in December and then the holidays and chaos just took over. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it's been about us, six I weeks. Had, yeah. I had tons of work and then you were like doing comedy almost every day. I got, so. yeah, I got really lucky. I got booked a lot in a very short period of time and now I'm not booked at all. <laughs> so we're back to doing the podcast. Plenty of time to just sit gonna, and listen to music. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, so what actually just get, get into it. Uh, yeah, this is just a podcast about music. Uh, we pick a first impression. We just pick a single or an album or whatever. We give a first impression. That's the first thing we'll do. And then we'll talk about an album that we each picked. So Dan, what was your first impression? Okay. If, so if I remember correctly, <laughs> we, we, we decided what we were going to listen to way before you like before you left for your trip because i was right. I, I was looking back and i was going over my notes and i went through and and um i i got through a lot of this before christmas hit so most of my stuff is it's interesting because even though i've i, I gave everything a really good listen with this first impression i probably haven't listened to it in about five weeks so i'm going based on my notes but with that in mind it was road music. I chose stuff that I thought mm -hmm. would be good music for you for driving that you could mm -hmm. listen to on your trip out West to New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, the four corners of, of that kind of area. So the, my first impression was the new album, Hey, what by Craig Finn. Craig Finn is the singer and songwriter of a few different bands. He was with lifter puller, which I've never really listened to a band called the hold steady, which I absolutely love. And now he's got some solo stuff going on. And, um, Craig Finn is, is he's, uh, he's an interesting singer songwriter in that he's, he kind of, walks this line between Bruce Springsteen and this kind of working man's uh, style of lyricism. And then he'll mm -hmm. go from there into like just really dark stuff a la um, almost Hunter S. Thompson in, in terms uh -huh. of just a lot of his stuff is about drug use and, and just really terrible things that come up with drugs. And what I love about it is it's juxtaposed often against really upbeat sounding good rock music that on this record has hints of like Van Morrison and Elvis Costello and stuff, you know, it's, it's got yeah. horns on it. So, um, this was a really, a really unique list. And I remember when, after I did the first impression, I ended up listening to it a few times just to kind of continue to get the vibe of it. But that's, that's a little bit about Craig Finn. As far as first impressions goes, what did you think? First impressions for this. So immediate first impression was you and I have very different tastes when it comes to road trip music. <laughs> I would never pick this to be a road trip album. Okay. Fair um, enough. But, um, we'll get into my first impression, which is a road trip pick here in a minute. But, um, the, I got 
Bruce Stings, bring Bruce Stingspring, whatever his name is. Stingspring. Just say the boss. Uh, I got that vibe. I got the boss. I got this working man vibe. The the overall feeling of it. This music makes me, at least me, gives me like a huge hit of emotion. It feels like the winter in New England or the Northeast somewhere, and I'm hanging out with my buddies there. It, it I have two friends there from New Jersey. Um, it feels like I'm hanging out with both of them. One of them can has a really dark sense of humor mm-hmm. and he's really funny and he can be very macabre sometimes. And then the other one is just, he writes music like this. Oh, okay. He's, they're both musicians. So this was very much like I'm taking two weeks and hanging out with my buds in New Jersey and we're trying to find the best place for hot dog and pizza. And we're listening to this as we drive around. So this wasn't road trip music to me. That being said, it was emotionally kind of a downer. It's dark. It's brooding. It's it is. It is. And there's there's that's what hope I didn't ruin your vacation. (laughs) No, you didn't ruin my vacation. That's what it it attracts you to it. But it also like pushes me away at the same time. It's this push pull kind of vibe with the album. It's like I've I want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this anymore. And I always, and I'll be honest, I have kind of like, depending on the vocalist, some vocalists, I have this like love hate relationship with talk singing. Yeah. And he's, he does so, a lot of that. And I think we talked about that before we recommended it. I think I was like, be, be ready. Cause he, right. he's in that sort of Nick cave kind of style of talk singing very much. Right. So this, this album just first impression, just, I was all over the place. Okay. I was like, musically, this is great. Lyrically, this is dark and down. This is bringing like f- the clouds over like my head kind of a thing. But it's also interesting. It reminds me of some of my great friends. It's just all these feels and stuff mixed into one. And at the end of it, I'm just exhausted. I See, that's so <laughs> interesting because like, I wonder if that's kind of by design Mm-hmm. You know, because he, it, it fits in, t- it, what you're describing sort of fits in line with a lot of the themes of the songs. You know, I'm not, you know me, I'm not a big like lyricist person, lyrics person. I don't pay attention to that very often for some reason. And it's probably the sort of the sings, the, the talk singing style that he does, but I mm-hmm. catch a lot more of what Craig Finn is talking about. And it's right. interesting. You talked about it's easy the, to understand. it's very easy to understand. So it's, it's easy to follow along and it's storytelling. Right. Um, you know, that's Which what that's is cool. It's, the cool part about it is the storytelling. That's what I liked about it a lot was he's always kind of done this storytelling style of songwriting. And, um, it's, I don't like a lot of that. I like him. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? I, I don't yeah. like many other people that do that. There's a Lord knows there's a ton of bluegrass stuff. There's a ton of blues stuff. There's a ton of country stuff that really steers into the storytelling side of things. And I got to tell you, 75 plus percent of that, I'm just, I, I'm indifferent about. I could get, I could give a shit one way or the other, but Craig right. Finn, for some reason, and it, it could be for something personal with me, but I don't know. I started listening to the whole steady when I was in Kentucky and he sang about a lot of drugs and I was doing a lot of drugs and I was in that dark place. And he, it, I just, I, for some reason I connected with it and I've been following this mm-hmm. guy's career for the better part of 15 plus years. And what, let me tell you what I liked about this record in particular is, you know, he's always done 
a really good job of storytelling and his whole stuff with the hold steady. But in the hold steady, there's been characters and mm-hmm. he'll, he'll mention people by name and none of it is really in the first person. This album has a lot of stuff that's in the first person. And it's so effective because as you're listening to it, you're like, wow, this, the level of detail that he gets, you're like, this guy has gone through some shit in his life. Like yeah. you, I buy it, you know, there's not, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> and that's why the Hunter S Thompson thing came to mind for me is because there's an authenticity to it that really comes through that I definitely hear and appreciate. I think that, um, I, I loved the, the, there's stuff that's new here. So hold Steady's more of like a bar band. Um, you know, there's pianos, there's two guitars, drums, bass singers, and they'll sometimes bring in some other elements, you know, an organ here, some strings there, Mm -hmm. something like that. But for the most part, they have, they've stuck to that formula. This record has horns all over the place and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I really, that kind of fueled the Van Morrison vibe that I got off of it and the Elvis Costello vibe. So musically it's a big shift, but you know, still kind of in that, that classic rock kind of style. Um, I love the atmosphere. The, the few songs that stood out to me specifically was uh, screenwriter school was just so unbelievably melancholic that I was like, Mm -hmm. that's, that's it. That's one of the best ones. Um, I liked the country influence on songs like sometimes she doesn't call back, uh, which I thought was really great and really fit his voice, really kind of leaned into it. And then there's this song called God in Chicago that's sort of in the middle of the record. And it's the saddest, one of the saddest songs I've ever heard. So if, if you're, I understand exactly when you say, when you like, you hit that emotion, that track came on and I didn't know it was, I, I didn't know it was going to do that. You know, when I recommended it for driving music yeah, man, that song hit. I listened to it like the first time through and I, I immediately hit repeat and I listened to it a second time through and I was like, wow, this is heartbreaking. Like yeah. it's the story <laughs> of the dude that died and his parents, they find drugs and they go to sell the drugs and they're just like, let's spend the day in Chicago to try and make ourselves feel better. And then they drive home crying and it's so unbelievably <laughs> sad. It's just yeah. like, oh, and yeah. The way musically that one is done is just so rewarding for me. They had this like clarinet coming in, playing sort of underneath it and like some subtle, subtle saxophone in there too that just, yeah. oh my God, talk about like a vibe that they set. And when they locked into that, bro, I was just... I was so happy to be so sad. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, it does. I just, oh my God, I enjoyed that so much. So I'm going to give it, I, I, I like the guy a lot. I'm a big fan of Craig Finn. This is going to be a four beard for me. Um, uh, probably okay. a record that I'll go back to a, a decent amount just because I, I really dig that kind of style. I'm giving it three and a half because... For me, there's still that emotional component of this is draining, draining, and this is just like bringing thunderclouds into your life kind of a thing. It's not something I would, I could, I, I can't say I enjoy listening to it just because of the way it makes me feel afterward. <laughs> but I appreciate what it is. <laughs> it's it's tearing your beer music. Yeah, it's totally, and the, you know? the, the one thing that I kept, the, the imagery in my mind that I kept feeling was this, the, the positive imagery, I guess I could say in my mind, is like hanging out with my friends yeah. at uh, a 
bar and grill or a club or some sort of venue in the Northeast. It's the fall. It's cloudy outside. It's a little bit chilly, but you're just hanging out there, enjoying the music, chatting with your friends, just relaxing and enjoying the atmosphere. That is really where that took me to. It was just this, it was, like I said, it's this mixture of lots of awesome positivity and then horrible negativity and depression and sadness just all crammed together. <laughs> but I, but to that point, I, it just handles it so well. You know, I don't think, yeah, I don't does. think it's... many artists could navigate through that and hold a balance like that very well. And uh, yeah, the reason why I think it's road trip music for me, the re- it's, it's, it's good driving music is when you reach those stretches on a long road trip where sometimes it's just you and the road and your thoughts and you get yeah. to thinking about big things it's a good record to have on when you're when it's time to think about big things and and just really make some uh some to have some introspection i guess uh so that's that's why i chose that what was your first impression enough about craig finn my first impression was the band metal which is actually named after their drummer metal cohen uh she was is is an israeli american drummer who got big on youtube she has like over 100 million youtube views and she just started out just doing drum covers of popular like metal and rock songs. And then I thought your first impression was something different. Oh, you're right. It was my bad. I got them backwards. My first impression. Okay. I got that completely backwards. My first impression was the uh, soundtrack to the 1998 anime cowboy bebop. And the reason I picked this was because midway through my vacation, the live action show of cowboy bebop came out which be honest is not as good as the anime, but I wasn't expecting it to be as good or better. So I tempered my expectations. But the one thing that always stood up, like I I'll be honest, I really don't like anime. This is literally the only anime I can enjoy watching. And that's because it's wholly unique. It's, so much emphasis of the anime is the music. Mm-hmm. And the music is so good that I can just listen to the music by itself. And it's, it's this blend of the songs vary from track to track, episode to episode. It's lots of jazz, some just noise, noisy jazz, and then like blues and like a little bit of Western vibe to it too. Uh, what did you think of it, Dan? What was your first impression? Man, I got a lot of thoughts. I was, I was all over the place with this. I, okay, this is what I wrote down and, and kind of like, as I sat down to give it a good listen, first note, Ooh, uh-huh. Tank is a cool start. I could see a badass university jazz band crushing this. It mm-hmm. reminds me of watching the movie Whiplash. <laughs> okay, so it yeah. really hooked me off the bat. When you when you first recommended this, I didn't know any. I didn't know it was an anime. I had never heard of Cowboy mm-hmm. Bebop. Never watched it. Never didn't know there was a new version coming out. I didn't know anything about it. So, like, I listened to it. And I got about halfway through and I went, okay, what is this? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like what's going on here? And when I found out it was an anime and I went, okay, it's like, call it anime, call it what you want. It's a cartoon. Okay. Uh-huh. Anime is a cartoon. So there's a style of music that accompanies cartoons. And there yeah. was some of that in it that didn't take away from my appreciation of it. Uh, there's a song called Spokey Doki early on yep. um, that I thought was good, except I didn't want to hear the harmonica player breathing so much. I wrote that down for some reason. 
It's it's so loud. It's just a lot it of breath so in there, loud. and I was like, dude, you need to you need to back off of that mic <laughs> and get some um, you know some some blues traveler etiquette going. So yeah. the the longer that this went on, weirdly, my mind went to it because it once I kind of made the association that okay, this is an anime. It's it's a cartoon. It reminded me of old Hanna Barbera stuff. Really. I.e. like the Pink Panther and, uh-huh. you know, like think about the jazz intro to the Pink Panther yep. and uh, some of that like just old 60s style where yep. there was a very big band, very jazzy influence to a lot of the cartoon stuff. But it and it I don't think I don't know what came first, chicken or the egg for it. You know, was the music written to fit the cartoon or did the cartoon fit the music or did they both just kind of work well together? I don't know. But I had a lot of those vibes. There's also there's a lot of like spaghetti Western stuff in here or all across this record that reminds me of like Ennio Morricone, which I really dig. And that was very cool. Um, My favorite tracks were were all of the big band style of tracks with the big horns. Yep, They're my favorite ones, too. Like uh, Bad Dog No Biscuits was great. Too good and too bad thought was awesome um i did write this <laughs> i forgot i wrote this uh the song space lion uh-huh it sounds like it would play over a sex scene in an 80s thriller like <laughs> color of night with bruce willis or even <laughs> top gun <laughs> but then space lion turns into a hans zimmer song from a movie that he scored in the 90s right so yeah uh overall this is what i wrote uh, i wrote down the egg and i sounds like the score for the game adventure island you remember that game uh reminded me of that and i wrote once i once i recognized this was anime it made a lot more sense it feels this is this is kind of my final thoughts on it this feels like it's a japanese interpretation of western music that's very accurate you know like in japan they're like let's write western music this is what it sounds like (laughs) right and so this is it's is their interpretation of it their kind of regurgitation of it Coming back, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little bit like the game Telephone, though, where... It's like baby metal is to metal music. Th- thank you. Yes. It's- yes. <laughs> Which is why I like baby metal, because it's it's their version of metal. Bro, baby metal <laughs> is so much fun. It's, it's yes. so ridiculous. So I gave it three and a half beards. Um, yeah. because yeah, a lot of talent there. It's, I don't know. I didn't get a chance to look up the group that did it. Seatbelts. Do you know anything Seat about belts. them? Seatbelts, they're uh, like a jazz band. They're a big band, jazz band kind of music. They do soundtracks and other music and stuff. They have their own albums. And uh, their music was written by one of the members, Yoko Kano. Okay. And she's really famous over in Japan and really someone who's like, oh, hey, this is a really good composer. You know, she's probably like the female Japanese uh, Trent from Nine Inch Nails. (laughs) Hey, <laughs> dude, it's awesome. So, Own it. Hell yeah. Like I'm, I'm giving this as a soundtrack. I'm giving it a three and a half too. There's it's, it's a lot of tracks. The big band ones are the best ones. Yeah. The, you, you have me on that. I still enjoy some of the Western ones, but it's, uh, <clears throat> for me, this is a good, like chill out kind of music. Like good background music. I'm doing something that doesn't require my full attention, but I don't want to do it in quiet. Yeah, so it's good. Turn it's good house cleaning. In the background. Yeah, and there's actually several collections and albums that Seatbelts has done of Cowboy Bebop music or other music. I think there's like three or four of them, and they just came out with a new one with the soundtrack for the live action show, which has some new tracks on it, and some of them are 
Uh, obviously, they do Tank again, which Tank is my favorite song because it's just big and loud and in your face and fun. And there's some good chill tracks on the new one that weren't in the original anime. So it's fun to hear some new stuff that they've brought to the to the table here. And for me, it's just a fun listen. It's interesting. It's something that, and I mean, I know like your casual listener person isn't, you know, if <laughs> like, like I said earlier, before we started recording, most people like one or two genres and they just stay there. And that's one reason I enjoy doing this podcast is because like, oh, hey, I, I like finding things that are super weird or obscure or that you normally wouldn't listen to and go, Hey, is there anything good on here that I actually am going to enjoy and listen to again and again and again? Mm-hmm. And tank is one of those songs, the big band songs on here. I'm like, yep, save that. <laughs> Cause it's just, it's good for a certain mood. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was, That's, um, I think- there's a, there's a playfulness to a lot of the music. And that's yeah. what, uh, that's a lot of big band has that. And that's what it reminded me of. Uh, you know, the movie whiplash is, is probably not the best example in high school. I, a lot of my friends were in jazz band and I know barely jazz, like not, not a lot. I'm not a jazz mm-hmm. aficionado by any stretch, but I could see, I could really see like this being something that like a, a high school jazz band or a college university jazz band would take to like showcase and oh, yeah. play and use it for competition and stuff and just have it be <laughs> a lot of fun to learn and play. Um, and so, yeah, I, I dug this man. This was, this was a good, something different and a lot of fun. And, and yeah, I see, I clearly saw why you chose it as road trip music as well. Yeah. So now it's time for the albums. So what did you pick for your album? Okay. So again, in, in keeping in spirit with your road trip, road trippedness, road trip, I picked the new, my morning jacket mm-hmm. record. It's a self-titled album. So it's just called my morning jacket. And I think you had not really listened to my morning jacket when we no, never had first talked. So let me, uh, for anybody listening, my morning jacket is a rock band from Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, started in the late nineties. They got kind of big in the early two thousands. They've been, they've been really big for about t- almost 20 years now. I got into them in like oh nine or oh eight with this album they came out with called Evil Urges, which mm-hmm. uh, was really it's it's and my my experience with my morning jacket is interesting because that was a very different record from all of their other stuff before it. And a lot of their fan base to that point really didn't like it. And I was like, Oh, that was the thing I heard first. So it was my favorite. And I really kind of latched onto it and really enjoyed it. Um, since then, since evil urges, they've had, uh, three or four different records and they've, the singer's gone off and done some other stuff. If you've ever seen Cameron Crowe's movie, Elizabethtown, that takes place in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Okay. There is a, there is a really fantastic scene where my morning jacket is featured pretty heavily in it, mm-hmm. um, where they, uh, I'll spoil it. The movie's been out for a while, but you know, they're, they're, they're the band playing at this guy's funeral and it's in Kentucky uh-huh. and it's, it's like in true Kentucky form, they play Freebird. And their plan <laughs> is to lower this paper mache like falcon that they made uh-huh. over everybody at the funeral while it's playing, while my morning jacket's <laughs> playing. And they're in a hotel. They're in like a hotel lobby. Okay, so they're inside. And as they start to swing it, it catches on fire. <laughs> 
like right as the guitar solo at the end starts. And so like yeah. fire alarms are going off, sprinkler systems going on, the band's getting drenched, but they're still playing. Like they don't stop the entire time. <laughs> like everybody's evacuating. <laughs> they're just still playing Freebird. And it's it's so awesome. It's such a good scene. Okay. So uh so the thing you gotta know about my morning jacket is um the the singer and sort of primary songwriter is a guy named Jim James. Okay. Um Jim James. Jim man. Jim. So getting into this record. Okay. I'll start with sort of the bottom line of it for me. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. The first two times I listened to it, I listened to this mm-hmm. when I went on vacation before you did. And I was like, Ooh, okay. It was, it was on, I was driving. It was like, this is such good road music. And I really enjoyed it. And then coming back to it, I listened to it some more and I listened to it some more. And on every listen since then i liked it a little less interesting okay so you know as far as comparing it to other my morning jacket records me coming from that side of things um overall and i've got some specific things to to discuss with it as well um Mm -hmm. but overall i went yeah it 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 i was happy because it was new my morning jacket but ultimately i i think i'm a little disappointed in it um overall so that was my impression of it. What did you think? First thing when I put this on was I was in. I like the, that you sighed. You're like, all right, first thing. Here we go. <laughs> first thing was the uh, the glowing golden vagina on the cover of the album. Yes, uh, very vaginal it, artwork. And you can't um, tell me that's not a vagina and a clitoris. That's, that's totally that amongst the mountains there. So what do you think? I was I'm like, on? clearly that's some imagery right there. But um. I was not very impressed with this except for one song, which has been stuck in my head. And that is track two, love, love, love. I don't know why. I think it's just the groove. The guitar Mm -hmm. groove is steady and it's simple. The melody is good and it's catchy. And I, I think the best word I can say is disappointed because love, love, love is a, like the standout featured best track on the album to me it's great it's a five-star song and it's just surrounded by 10 of those songs that are very forgettable to me like i can't think of a melody from any of the one other songs <laughs> i agree i think that that is that's probably my take on it too i feel like the album starts a lot stronger than it finishes mm-hmm um, it, you know, and it, it definitely, it, I mean, it still has some things that I really appreciate about it that are sort of the hallmark parts of my morning jacket. I love Jim James's voice. I think he's a really terrific singer. He's got that seventies kind yes. of, uh, <laughs> yacht rock almost, yeah, uh, style almost. of singing, like almost Michael McDonald, you know, yeah. Doobie brothers, Christopher Cross type of style. I'm completely fine with that. They're, they know that that's the world that they live in. Um, yeah, definitely there were... N- the songwriting overall just wasn't up to par for this record. Um, I I actually felt like the, the more I listened to Love, 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 over time, it kind of started to annoy me a little bit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it really started. Um, the standout track to me was In Color. I thought In Color was a great mm-hmm. song. Um, there's that song least expected. It has uh, elements that I like. There's this really cool kind of, I don't know if it's a slide or an Ebo 
that they're using, but the guitar player has a really awesome part there. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. I wrote, I wrote the opposite. I wrote the album ends stronger than it begins. I didn't think it started mm-hmm. very strong. That's, that's what I wanted to say. Um, so this is, this is what I wrote down. I, I said, um, you know, my morning jackets, a band that I have to be in a mood to listen to. Uh, yeah, I can totally see that. And I feel like by the time I dug into this, the mood had passed. Okay. I could see, I could see that too. And so, you know, when I was, when I was taking my wife on vacation and we were listening to this in October and I was driving out to Hill country, it was perfect. It, it mm-hmm. really, it, it, you know, fit in terms of what I wanted to do there. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not their best effort. It's got moments of things that are really good in it overall, but I, I think, um, if you're going to listen to my morning jacket, like if you're, if you're going, okay, I've, I've heard this, but I'm curious as to what some of their other stuff sta- sounds like. I would really recommend the records. Evil urges is that's my favorite. It's the one that not everybody likes it, but it's, it's got some really cool, fun stuff on it. And mm. I, their previous listen, their previous records, they had, they had a two part record called the waterfall and the waterfall two that were released about five years apart. And those, while not as nearly as memorable, um, this, the songwriting is a little bit cooler. There's a little more of a different vibe on those that I, I dug that a lot. And I don't know. I, I, I think that it's a well-produced record. I think that it sounds good. Everything's crystal clear. So the production's top notch. I don't have any complaints there. I don't have any complaints with the, the choice of instrumentation or the mix or anything like that. So it sounds really good from that perspective. I just wasn't feeling it. Yeah. I, so I understand. I gave it a three. I gave it a two. Okay. <laughs> it just wasn't my thing outside of that one song. So that's just what that was. Yeah. <laughs> so now we're back to metal. So yeah, Metal Cohen, YouTube sensation, just doing drum covers. And they uh, hooked up with, uh, not hooked up, but met somehow through music people, Sahaj from Raw. And he produced their first album uh, in 2015. And then in 2019, uh, I guess their other singer quit or they had a falling out or whatever. So Sahaj stepped in, started doing a lot of the songwriting and doing the vocals on this. And you can totally tell mm-hmm. it is very much his melodies, his songwriting style. The difference is it's a lot more metal influenced, a lot more fast rhythms, breakdowns. The drums are a lot more aggressive and in your face, which is nice. I liked it because it's different. It's not, well, we reviewed the new raw album intercorrupted at the beginning of the year. And I like this because it's a little bit different. It's enough different to be like, Oh, Hey, this is something familiar and something new at the same time. Um, the, <laughs> I do have to say this up front. The more and more I've listened to this, the less and less I like the cover of hotel California. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I just, we don't need it. Ah. And then they don't even have the solo at the end. Um, that's the really the only criticism. I feel like the the album is strong the majority of the way through it. The last three or four tracks are good, but they aren't great. But this album is 
it's fun. It's energetic. Like this is the type of music I want to listen to when I'm on a road trip. It's good. Keep me away. Keep me engaged. Keep me vibing and moving. Well, I drive fast. Let's just be real. So like <laughs> I like fast paced music for when I'm driving because it keeps me focused and on the road. This uh, album though is interesting at least to me because lyrically it gets to some pretty dark places. Lots of heartbreak you know, you've been, you know, you've been unfaithful, cheating on me, you know, talking about delusion, all these other things, you know, living in a dream kind of a thing. And, uh, it's, it's fun and it's interesting because the subject matter can get kind of to those deep parts of your, like your heart and your soul where you haven't like been to in a long time. You're just like, Ooh, this is evoking some emotion I wasn't expecting. And so it, it kept me interested because of that. What did you think about it, Dan? I didn't pay attention to many of the lyrics. I, 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 so this was a good example where I got really focused on the music and just kind of kept up with that and, and lost a little bit of the lyrics overall. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I think I actually liked this better than that raw album that we okay. reviewed with the exception mm-hmm. of hotel California, which <laughs> yuck. Why would you, <laughs> uh, just, uh. yeah, there's no words really. Like I said, the first couple times I heard it, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then the more, I was just like, no. No, you can't look. You can polish a turd, but you can't change what it is. (laughs) All right. That's all I'm saying. All right. Hotel California is a shit song. For anybody listening, that song is dog shit. That song has always been dog shit. Okay. Anywho, I didn't know the story of this band. Until mm-hmm. just now, when you were telling me about it. So what was really funny is when I wrote, when I was listening to it, as I was taking notes, the thing I kept coming back to was the drums. Uh-huh. And I, while you were talking, I looked up Metal Cohen's Wikipedia page uh-huh. and started reading. And it's got more of their stuff about her career and how she kind of got started on YouTube and did drum covers of like toxicity and stuff. And I'm going, Oh, okay. That makes a lot more sense now because even in the production, the drums are very up in the mix. Yes. And I went very forward. I went, Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if that was a choice or if, I mean, you know, sometimes albums are made on a small budget and you do the best with what you've got. And right. But knowing that, all right, this is really meant to showcase drums with this really good singer, then I I think that actually changes how I feel about the record. And I I probably like it a little more now knowing that. I probably, this is probably one of the ones where the the story is going to add to my enjoyment a little more. My favorite song was, um, I I really like the bookends of this record a lot. I thought Divine Intervention. Very good song. Sounds like a Megadeth riff though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's like, it, but all right. So, you know, in all realness, Megadeth would be a terrific band if it wasn't for Dave Mustaine singing. <laughs> That's true. They would be outstanding musically. It's a lot of fun to listen to Megadeth. It's just, as yeah. soon as he starts with his bullshit, I'm out. <laughs> so to hear a Megadeth inspired guitar riff and a heavy song, Bring uh-huh. it on. I was super cool with that. Um, 
I, I, so the only, yeah, the only reason, uh, I think my only complaint about the record overall, and it's, it again kind of goes into some of the production choice. Um, everything in this record felt really compressed. Okay. Oh yeah. It's, it's falls into the same category that most modern rock does is they just compress the shit out of it and they lose some of the feel. Yeah. And, and, and I, my biggest gripe with that is just so, just to you, to the point that you said, you lose the feel and what I would really hope for, there's like, there's a song called alibis that, oh my gosh, that's my favorite song. It's, it's a, so it's a very well-written song, but I couldn't help but feel like the production of it robbed it of how it's meant to sound because it was too compressed. That was actually the one that I noticed it the most on. And I wrote it down. I said it, the compression it's, you lose all the highs and lows and it makes songs like alibis lose their power is the way that I described it. And so I, I can recognize, okay, I like this song, but like I kept, I was, I was wanting it to just like, just, yeah, You know, it's, it's kind of like when you're, you're, you got out, you're trying to start your lawnmower and you're pulling, you're pulling, you're pulling. And it's like, it's yeah. almost there, but it's not quite getting you over yeah. the hump. That's, right. that's how I felt with this. Um, but it's still a really good song out of chaos. I thought was a really good closer too. So I, yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think it would be, this would probably be a really fun band to see live, I think. And oh, I'd love to see them live. Yeah. Cause I think, I think live, a lot of that stuff that the record lost robbed them of would mm-hmm. really come through and and probably be a hell of a fun show to watch. So, uh three and a half beards for me overall. Okay. Really enjoyed it. Um uh, I'm going to I'm going to come back to it. I'll just skip Hotel California every time. I probably would have yeah. given it 4 if they left Hotel California off, but <laughs> I can't reward <laughs> poor decisions. Uh, I'm giving it 4 beards. Um it would get four and a half of Hotel California. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 got such good. The songs have such good energy, and you're a hundred percent right. It uh, for some reason, Alibis is missing that. It would be if they could bring out the rawness of the music and just. I want to hear these songs with a slightly polished mix, not polished, not compressed. Just like, I want to hear these guys play this together in like a rough mix because I feel like most of these tracks would feel a hundred times bigger and a hundred times more meaningful. It would bring something to it that you would just be like, Oh yes. Cause you know, because they're tight. Songs- like as a band, you can listen yeah. to it and be like, these guys are, they're in check. Like they yeah. rehearse a bunch. They're, they're top notch musicians. Like put them in a, put them, let them do an audio tree live performance and yes. just make that the record. You know, that's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel. It's a great album. And my favorite parts were like tracks four through eight, you know, they're just solid, solid tracks. They, they vary in tempo and in, and in emotion and in power. And it's just, it takes the, the, this album takes you on a journey is what I feel like. Um, it stops off in the seventh layer of hell at track three, but then it quickly <laughs> takes you out. <laughs> the- <laughs> it's, it's kind of fitting. All right. Because like, you know, you said it's road trip music, every road trip that you take, you stop at a really shady gas station at least once. 
Yeah, and Hotel California is playing and that's, in the that bathroom. stop. Yep, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's the it's one the that when you come out, you're like J. extra hand sanitizer, and let's yeah. let's just hit the let's just keep going and not. Yeah, I was only in there for ten minutes. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I really have to poop. <laughs> like oh. I can hold it. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> so. I always like hearing something that Sahaj has worked on because it usually has the marks of what he's been doing. It's fun to listen to, and it's nice to hear uh, Metal's contribution to it, and it's nice to hear the production changed is based upon, hey, she's the name on the front cover. Let's bring those drums up because the drums really are part of the storytelling to me. They, the drums build the song and bring the song down and everything. And I like it because it's not just, it's not one of those metal albums where it's just constant double bass the whole time. And you're just like, okay, seriously, stop. (laughs) There's good grooves. There's good fills. There's good technical precision drum playing, but it's all done with near perfect taste. The drums are done extremely well. And so is the guitar work. I'm not the guitar work, the bassist. They're all great, but I feel yeah. like they're trying to showcase the drum play and they do a bang up job at that. And I like that kind of stuff. I, I don't. And like, like that, to that point, I think I originally rated it as a three, but knowing that now and thinking about what it was listening to it, I'm probably going to go back and listen to it again really soon. With that in mind, I, that bumps it up. Because it, mm-hmm. it really was. I was like, wow, I kept going back to, man, the drums are so good. The drums are so good. And it's an album for a, you know, clinical drummer that's just going to be all for them. Yeah. And so, yeah, listening to that, it's, you, you, you're going to go in with a certain expectation, just like a tool record. You right. know, uh, you, you, part of the reason why you listen to it is because you want to hear what the drummer's going to do. Right. I want to hear what Danny <laughs> exactly. Carey's all about. That dude's a monster, right? So I want to I want to hear what he's doing. So uh yeah, three and a half. Good that was a good that was a good fun listen. Yep. Okay, so next week we are going to do the 2021 year in review. So we had talked about this a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm about uh, to, I'm about to surprise albums. you just to have just a heads up. Oh, what's that? No, I'm gonna let you go and then I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna oh, do. Okay. What's that? I, you had wanted to do albums. I had wanted to do songs. And my thinking on this was to do the tracks that I've listened to the most, regardless of whether they came in out in 2021 or not. Because I'll just be honest, 2021, new music-wise for me, was a very dry year. Okay. And so that's... I, I felt like... I would have a hard time finding I'm like, I could probably find like five songs from 2020. I'm like, okay, but these are good, but I don't feel like they're okay. These are great songs. They're like, Oh, okay. These are okay. There's, there's like two, I can think of the top of my head. I'm like, these are great. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, I'm like, man, they're all okay. Huh? So I have a, a, thankfully Apple music lets me track the last 100 most top 100 played songs of the year. That's what I was going to go through that and think about and actually be objective. I'm like, okay, what songs of these are actually the best that I've just have not been able to stop listening to this past year. Kind of like the soundtrack to 2021 for me. If you don't want to do that, we can do something different. What's your input? I want, I, I want you to do that. Okay. Because I'm very curious what you're going to pick, but I'm going to do something a little different. That's fine. Let's make this we're fun have some and interesting. Fun. We're gonna have some fun. Okay, so I can't I can't rightly do Apple Replay uh-huh. and do the summary because it literally is it's the same every year for me, and it's all my favorite <laughs> it's all my favorite stuff to play guitar to. Uh-huh. Okay. So like 
you go through like my, my Apple music 21 and it's, it's just all the songs that I, these are my favorite songs to play on guitar. Yeah. And those are the ones I play the most. And so it's the same overall. And then I got some, <laughs> some other stuff in there too. So it's like, yeah, I've got like, <laughs> I've got like Everlong and fucking, uh, a <laughs> bunch of tool songs and, and some other shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I play a lot of stone temple pilots on guitar apparently. So, um, I'm looking at that now. So here's, here's what I'm going to do. That's fun. I think we should mm-hmm. both, instead of our first impressions, let's talk about what some of our favorite records of the year were. So if there were you know, good. two or three or four, however many records that you liked, I think mm-hmm. we can just kind of just round table, talk about them. Um, not, we don't have to go listen to them necessarily. Cause we have done that. I, I feel like right. a lot of times, um, right. I have my, my list that I posted just on Facebook for friends and stuff like that, but I'd be willing to have, I'd be, I think it would be a lot of fun to share the, you know, what are these were my favorite records of 2021. And then for songs for, for this, I made you a playlist. Okay. And, okay. uh, it's my 2021 top songs that we didn't review. So these are okay. all songs that came out in 2021 from records that I listened to in the year that I really would have liked to have reviewed, but ultimately uh-huh. we either didn't get a chance to cause we didn't have time or I maybe talked myself out of it because there was something else that I wanted to do instead of that one at the time, but they're all stuff that I really enjoyed. So this is going to be my, my 2021 top songs, not reviewed playlist that I'm going to share with you and let you listen to it. And that'll be my, that'll count as like my deep dive for the okay. year. So you send me your playlist of your 2021 recap and I'll listen to that. And then you listen to so my what do you 2021 do? Like just 10 tracks, your top 10 tracks or what'd you do? Well, shit, man. I mean, I've got 17 songs on here so far. <laughs> okay. I'll do like, I'll do like 15, 17, something like that. Yeah. And, and I think let's just do like a rapid fire, you know, um, yeah, it can be liked. Crazy. It didn't like it. Like it didn't like it. We don't necessarily yeah. need to rate of every song per no. se. Um, but we can just talk about it. We can just have some fun okay. and talk about it and kind of look at, look back at the cool things of the year altogether. So I'm going to have a couple of picks for least favorite albums of 2021, mostly because I had such high expectations and they were just horrible. <laughs> I got to go. I would have to go back and look. I don't know if I'm going to have a much, I don't know if I'm going to have there's, much. There's for. one in particular where I was like, I have some pretty high expectations and it came out and I was like, you wasted my time. Jackass. Do you want to share so it or unhappy. do you want to save it? I'm going to save it. Okay. <laughs> I'll God, save it. I'm be thinking about what it, it was. Cause the more and more I think about it, the more and more is like, I feel like I got gypped. I'm going to be guessing. <laughs> I'm going to be guessing. I'm going to have to go through like all of the stuff that we've done for the year. Did mm-hmm. we review it? Did we? Yeah, we did review it. We did review it. Shit. It was a okay. first impression. It was a first. Oh fuck. That's going to be tough. Cause we don't list the first impressions on no. the <laughs> episodes. Damn it. Okay. I'll wait then. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We hope to see you all next, hear you all next week, whatever you can imagine. Happy New Year. See you all next year. That corny joke that always happens every year. So yeah. Thank you everybody. On today, because this is, well, tomorrow, because tomorrow's New Year's Eve. So it would be tomorrow when people do it. Hey, see you next year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank everybody. Bye.